The following podcast is brought to you by Babe Media. I'm Emma Clark. And I'm Kelsey Burdett. You know those people you follow that just seem to get it? They have the Instagram content that you actually watch. They own the brands that you just can't stop buying from. And they tell the stories you actually remember. The kinds of people that leave you wondering, how do they do that? Well, we follow them too. And we have the exact same question. Join us as we interview the people that leave us thinking, oh, they get it. Hi, everybody. This episode is near and dear to my heart because if you have listened to other episodes we've done with other founders, you've noticed this thread towards like vulnerability, right? And and telling the unpolished, uncensored, unfiltered version of entrepreneurship. And that's just something that like Emma and I are so passionate about because not many people talk about that side of building businesses or if they do, they like over index on that side and then they're not telling the milestones and the good parts of it. And so I think what's super special about this episode with Karina is we talk a little bit about the business, but we talk about her journey as a person individually with things like insecurity and imposter syndrome and comparison and all of these other super powerful topics. And so for anyone out there that's ever had an ounce of self-doubt, this one's for you. Absolutely. And yeah, like I said in the outro of our last episode, like we need to remember that we're all human. And I think it's so hard when you see someone who's built a successful business, you think, oh, they must have something that I don't have. Mm -hmm. But I actually think it's just learning to tap into who you are is what helps you become successful because there's nobody else like you and nobody has your ideas. And so the chances of duplicating something are way lower when you're just yourself. So yeah, I really love this conversation. I think we should just get into it. Let's do it. Wait, before we get into that, I want to talk about our sponsor of this week's podcast, which is Mintier. If you've heard me talk about them before, this is the antidote to bad coffee breath between meetings when you're working from home and you don't have time to run and brush your teeth between meetings. This is it. It is an oil-based breath mint that doesn't use sugar, which as we know with normal breath mints, they're full of sugar and that actually perpetuates bad breath. So you get temporary relief and then it feels like that coffee breath comes back 10 times worse. The beautiful thing about the oil-based breath mint is that you get the same freshness, that same cooling effect without the sugar. So it actually nips the coffee breath um, in the bud. And so I would just opening my bottle here. I've been using this for two weeks and I'm almost out. I probably use this too much. I'm at like four to five times a day in between all of my meetings and I just, I'm obsessed with it. I keep it at my desk and it makes it so convenient. The founders of Mintier, you guys are just amazing. Ray and Jess, I'm so proud of you. You've done so many orders in such a short amount of time and you're so intentional and you're just hustling with this because you believe in what you're doing and I think that's so inspiring. If anybody has not gone and purchased Mintier, now is your chance. And actually, Ray and Jess have been so kind as to extend a discount to all of the They Get It listeners. If you click the show notes, you'll find the Mintier website. Go there. And then when you go to check out, use the code THEYGETIT for 20% off. So reminder, go to the show notes, click the Mintier website, add your product to cart, and at checkout, 
add they get it for 20% off your order. Okay, with that, let's get back into the show. Welcome back to part two of our conversation with Karina Chaz, the founder of Dead Cool. Go listen to part one if you want to hear all about how she started Dead Cool and what it is. In today's episode, we wanted to talk about authenticity because Karina, when we were doing our research about you, it really came through that this brand is something that you've built that is so authentically you and it kind of filled this gap in the market. So to start off... How do you foster your authenticity? It's funny because I guess, so I'm an only child and I think I was like weird from the start and my parents always <laughs> celebrated that. And like, you know, I always was like wearing weird things and doing strange things. And my parents' friends were always like, why is your daughter doing this? She's so bizarre. Um, but they kind of celebrated that. And I think it gave me the confidence to continue that. Wow. Like if my friends, you know, like were here, they would say like, I'm a weirdo. And, but it's like, I'm not, I don't take life too seriously. I like to have fun. I think it's important to, you know, like go with the flow and just one, be a good friend and two, like help people when you can. So Mm -hmm. I just, I celebrate my individuality and I am lucky enough to be surrounded by people who uh, accept it and also um, encourage me to be the person I am. So I feel very lucky, but definitely I am unique in that way. So oh, I love that. honestly, I think so much of being authentic is just becoming like your childlike self again. Like I think a lot of people get disconnected from that once the world starts telling them who they should be. But I think, yeah, like when you're a child, you are your authentic self. No one's telling you to be any different yet. And yeah, that's something I'm trying to work on. I'm like, who was I as a little girl? I was so funny and cool. Like, let me get back to that girl. <laughs> I don't think you're so different from her for what it's worth. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I, I actually, I think it's really interesting. Okay, I'm I'm going to say something and I might get canceled for it. So it's not my thought. I'm just regurgitating. But I was visiting my friend's grandma. Okay. And one morning she like hands me breakfast and she comes over and she's like, you had mommy your whole life telling you that you were awesome and that you could do whatever you wanted. And like, I don't know this grandma very well. Okay. And I was like, I was like, yeah. And she's like, you can tell. And I think that's also something that you have where you're comfortable in your individual individuality. Talk to me about mom and dad growing up and how they breathed life into that. Yeah. I mean, I, it's so funny. That's a funny grandma. I feel like at one point, like that would be me. But um, I guess, I mean, I don't know. I I spent a lot of alone time because my parents were working parents and I didn't have any siblings to play with. So a lot of it was like exploring my imagination and just like, mm. like being weird, like finding things on the street, making things like imaginary friends left and right. So I think, I don't know, I obviously like parents are like, Oh, my kid's so special, but I think they just kind of let me do it. And with that, they were like, that's who you are. I mean, I like dressed like a boy until I was 16 and Mm -hmm. never told me like, you should dress like a girl. You should wear makeup. You should do this. They were just like, whatever you want to do, whatever makes you feel comfortable and safe and you do it. And people just like accepted it. And I was definitely like, not like the other uh, girls at school. And it's just, 
it's, I feel very lucky. I guess I didn't appreciate it at that point in time because it was just the life I was living, but Mm -hmm. you know, they very much like rooted me on and what I wanted to make fragrances. Like none of my friends were doing anything like that. And they were like, this is so great. You're doing a great job. And I was like, that reinforcement was so important. So you know, I have, I have those supportive people in my life and mm-hmm. I feel very grateful for them. Yeah. Was that ever hard? Yeah, it was really hard. I still have like issues surrounding it, but it's funny because my boyfriend's an only child as well. And I remember asking him, I was like, how do you feel about being an only child when we first met? And he was like, I don't feel anything about it. I just, it's just my life. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's so crazy. Cause it shaped me so much into who I am today. And it's funny, like, I don't know any different, but yeah. I, I hated it growing up now. Like I don't care as much, obviously mm-hmm. can't change anything, but I would like tell people I had siblings. I was embarrassed because I didn't want to feel like the odd one out, but I just, at that point accepted that I was. And kind of like let that be it. Yeah. Honestly, there's, it's so, it's so funny when, like, I think of the same thing when I was a kid, I can't think of examples off the top of my head, but there were those things that I was like, Ooh, this is different about me and I don't like it. Um, and so it is like so much undoing those thoughts we develop as kids of like wanting to fit in. So I want to hear just kind of how your thought process works when you're, you feel like you're being pulled away from something that is you being authentic? Cause I think it'll help our audience maybe get their authenticity or foster that authenticity. So tell us about a time that someone tried to sway you and you stuck with your original vision. Like, how do you approach that? Well, when it comes to work, I have a really good example. Uh, just candidly, I for so long wanted to make laundry detergent. I had this idea of like using fragrance as laundry detergent and everyone like colleagues, friends, people in the industry were like, that is a stupid idea. Like no one is going to buy it. No one cares about that kind of stuff. And they also said like, why would they trust you to wash their clothes? And to me, that's like one of my most proud product launches. I kind of just like didn't necessarily care what anyone had to say. We're also making poop drops. So like post poop drops. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And like, oh. I normalize people talking about that kind of stuff, but also everyone is like, that is weird and gross. And I'm like, why is it weird and gross? Like everyone goes to the bathroom. Like when I go to the bathroom, I say a blessing. Like, it's amazing. Like I, I just like, it's like me. If I like go to the bathroom, I just like, am not a happy person. And I'm just like, why, why can't we talk about this? We need more blessings. And if it can smell good, then that is a blessing in itself. These are like normal things. Like, and people are like, you're so unhinged. I'm like, I don't care. (laughs) That's such a good example that I'm actually crying right now. That's such a good example. Yeah. And you've got a vision. Clearly your, your gut has gotten you to this point. So there is some trust that you've built up. Do you have moments of self-doubt when people are like, what do you mean poop drops? I have moments of self-doubt, like not with that kind of stuff, because I'm just like, I don't care what people think, but there are certain things where, you know, we'll shoot a campaign or make something. And I'm like, Oh, I hope people would like it. Or I hope people buy it. It's more so like, kind of this like self-doubt you're putting something out into the world and you know sometimes there are like 
people in the background who are not rooting for you. And it's hard to kind of look past it, but you just kind of have to like, again, put your best foot forward and figure out what you need to do to make the thing that you like so want and desire to happen. And yeah, I guess like, you know, insecurity is always a thing. We all suffer from, you know, looking at social media and comparing ourselves to others. There's definitely friends of mine who are like, really been successful in their brands and it's so amazing and I'm so happy for them. But there's times where I'm like, holy shit, like I would love to be on this yeah. boat with them right now. Instead, mm-hmm. I am dealing with Black Friday. But mm-hmm. it's actually funny. I would say when I was younger, I did have this thing about me where I was jealous of my friends who had siblings. And it could be carried out into my younger adult years. But now it's like completely just disappeared. And whenever I see people doing well or like doing the thing that they're supposed to be doing, I root for them. And it's funny how it's not even something I worked on. It's just something that switched. And I think it's probably something within myself that like I Mm -hmm. figured out where I needed to be in my life in this confidence, Mm -hmm. like really helped me move into like a better version of myself. So like just it's all perspective yeah yeah completely and I think also it's like developing an abundance mindset of like other people can be successful because there's room for everyone to be successful like it doesn't mean that there's not a cap on how many people can have a successful business or whatever Uh, but yeah it is hard like we have the same thing we'll see even just like with the podcast people making this really cool content we're like oh my gosh we wish we could do something like that, but we just don't have the bandwidth right now. And it's, exactly. yeah, you gotta, you gotta know when to put the blinders on and just yeah. focus we, on your own thing. Can we take a minute though, to talk about how liberating letting go comparison is like it's when so- you're no longer fighting with the other people who are out there doing their thing and now you can support them. You feel 10 times better. Like that might actually be an understatement. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. It's the best thing. I'm so happy that we're talking about openness. Like everyone is just trying to like do the work and be like better versions of themselves. And now it's like, we can actually like talk about it instead of just like being so hard on each other. Do you know, the reason I asked you that question, Karina, is because, um, I think a lot of people that deal with that insecurity, authenticity seems like it's so far off in the distance and so unattainable. And so I wanted to ask you, like, is that something you were born with? Is that something that developed over time? And I love the fact that you're being vulnerable with that. The fact that it wasn't always that way, because then I think it makes it realistic for other people. So do you have, do you have tips? Do you have like tactical things that you would offer as advice to people that know that they need to trust themselves a bit more? I think again, it's really just looking at one being present, which is something that I also deal with. I'm always looking ahead and I need to focus more on what's happening now. I think it's important to have self-awareness and really like ask yourself questions and not necessarily run from one, your insecurities and two, just kind of like looking at everything, practicing gratitude is so important. So it's like little things you can do that will kind of Um, enhance your life. And I think at that point in time, you become a better person and more confident. And again, just like working and sometimes it's like hard to do, but at the same time, it's like you just, there's like little tricks that you have to do, you know, saying no to people, helping people when they need or when it suits you. And 
not being like a selfish person, but also kind of putting yourself first, which is something I've always struggled with. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think it is a muscle. Like it's just something that you have to continually work on. You can't just do it once and then it's just easy. Mm -hmm. I think it's just, it gets a little easier every time, but yeah, it's like building the awareness to be able to catch it and then changing the behavior over and over and over again until it starts to feel more natural. Exactly. Yep. Easier said than done, but you know what? One step is progress. Exactly. And it's always a work in progress. I mean, like I work on things all the time and things that I'm like, I know I should be journaling, but I don't want to, because I don't want to face my shit. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We were just talking about this. And it's like, when you put it in writing, you kind of have to like come to terms with the fact that that's actually how you feel the best. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, so helpful. Yeah. That's funny. I never thought of journaling as being like a huge wake up call, but you're the second person this week that's talked about it that way. It's changed my life. I mean, it's something that seems so simple, but you're like, why, why is it so hard? Like just write it down and it holds you like accountable for things. And for me, my journal is really funny because I'm like, I talk to myself in a weird way. I'm like, here the tits. I'm like, like, I love that. I think I'm like so weird, but that's fine. No, oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. And I think at the end of the day, like being yourself is actually a competitive advantage, whether you're running a business or you want to like create content or social media or whatever, like, cause no one is you. There's Mm -hmm. just, no one can copy you. And if you're trying to be like someone else, there's already someone doing that. There's probably a lot of people doing that. Like the best thing you can do if you're building a brand, if anything in this realm is just, yeah, do what feels natural to you because people aren't going to have those same ideas or those same thoughts. And I feel like that is so much of what makes Dead Cool successful probably. Mm -hmm. I I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) I think so. I think so. I Love what you're building. This has been such a fun conversation, Karina. Thank you so much for coming on and just being so open. I think our audience is really going to benefit from it. So yeah, thank you so much. Of course. No, I'm so happy. This is so fun for me. I get to you know chat with like-minded people and kind of share my story and I hope to inspire people. Well, thanks again. Okay, I just need to end this off with like a huge thank you to Karina for showing up as herself and taking us through all of this and not trying to spin everything and make it sound better than it is. Like kudos to you. You've got two fans for life. Absolutely. And yeah, everyone go check out Dead Cool. Honestly, they are so cool. And the products are amazing. Yeah, I'm just so excited to see where her brand continues to go. I think she's just absolutely killing it. As always, I'm going to ask you for ratings and reviews on the podcast, whether you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening. If you see an option to rate and review, please do that. It really helps us continue to build our audience, get our episodes out there. We've said this a couple of times, we're really trying to grow this media thing we're doing. And (laughs) it it really helps the ratings and reviews. They really, really do help. So if you enjoy our content, if you find it helpful, insightful, whatever, please go ahead and do that. And until next week, have a wonderful week. Bye.